You are now tuned back into the essentials. And I'm your DJ Skywalk and Mike. Had a little short transition into the next next guest that we have here. If you'd like to introduce yourself. It's me. It's Razen. Hey. <laughs> it's me. Razen. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks no, it's good. Right I loved it. Thank you guys for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. Good vibes. Hey. And it's crazy because you were actually supposed to be somewhere else. Oh, uh, not, not quite. <laughs> not maybe. <laughs> I wanted to also do something else yeah. tonight, but nah, this, it wasn't you know. Yeah. Complicated. Do you want We're being it? very like. Yeah, I wanted to. I was trying to get on low end, but yeah. obviously you know they're ending and it's like they're on three yeah. person bills and like. I had reached out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, it's, but I, I kind of, like, stepped back and, like, humbled myself. Like, it was honestly a dream just to, like, go and see it as yeah. a, as, in the crowd yeah, when I was right. younger. So I grew up in Boston, but I grew up, like, knowing about Low End Theory and, like, being a fan yeah. of Fly Low and being a fan of the whole movement. And so, like, when I first came out here, I went to Low End Theory for the first time, like, in December. Oh, wow. And I've been, like, six times since then or more. Wow. So I feel lucky for that. Yeah. And like, you know, um, yeah. And then also um, the fact we just, I throw a beat show in Boston called Nightworks and we just had Eloquent on. Hey, shout out to he, Eloquent. Yeah, shout out to my guy EQ. He's just talking at BS in my comments earlier. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's cool people though. But yeah, I mean, the th- like I saw once they announced it that like he hadn't played low end. Actually, I talked to him about that too, yeah. but all these other people hadn't played low end. And I was like, crazy. all right. Yeah, you know, just because I'm from Boston, I'm going to be out in L.A. for the week. There's tons of people. Yeah. So I love that you're from Boston. (laughs) I love Boston accents. It's so, like, blunt. It's so I don't know. People from Boston are just so, like, they don't sugarcoat shit. Yeah. They're just straightforward, and I appreciate that because they're not on that fake shit. They're just being honest, but sensitive people can't really take that too good. Yeah, sometimes it's a little much. I don't know. Not everyone from Boston has an accent, by the way. Really? It's only like certain. I've been areas. lucky. I've been really lucky. Yeah, that's, that's like a big misconception <laughs> that people see all the movies like Departed. No, the my town, my boys like, from there's, Boston there's too. There's definitely and a lot of people yeah. that have the accents. Don't get me wrong. For sure. Yeah, it's just, I can't tell. Not really. Like people, I can tell. People say I have like an inflection, like a. How long have you been here? I I, I live in Boston. Oh so. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back Sorry, I'm a little faded. No, you good? <laughs> faded I mean, points. How would you know? I mean, I, I was True. in LA for two months in the winter. Okay. We drove out. Uh, my like one of my best friends and I um, went from Boston to Brooklyn to Charlotte to Atlanta, New Orleans, wow. Dallas, Las Cruces, what? New Mexico, Phoenix, LA for two months, and then back the same way. Damn. And like we were lucky enough to stay with like homies in every city there too so that's so cool and i did like shows in dallas and uh uh new mexico and like eight in la and then did you do the math mondays yeah yeah nice. yeah that's yeah so shout out new math ben. mondays and jt donaldson ben, and ben yeah. hickson yeah that's so yeah. crazy i love yeah. dallas i love people are so sweet dallas. in dallas and food is good I just don't know. Yeah. Oh man, it that was, was my favorite. That was my favorite stop. Easily. I love Dallas. Yeah. I've been to Austin and I've been to Dallas, and I thought I was gonna like like Austin more, but Austin just reminded me a lot of LA, so I didn't feel like maybe now. Probably if I would have gone like five years ago, it probably would have been different. But yeah. I was like, nah, this is kind of like LA, but Dallas is like super lit. I yeah. love Dallas. Oh, I 
Shout out to the Waffle House. The people there are dope. The music scene is dope. The food's amazing. Oh, my God. Like, Whataburger. Oh, my God. That honey. Ew. Okay, I'm going to stop. What? Oh, here we go. It's a. Like oh my God! It's a fried chicken, honey buttered biscuit it's, sandwich. You're talking, to a, you're talking to a heavy vegan leaning vegetarian right here. She's not vegan. No, me. Oh. Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> vegan too, though. No, I'm not vegan, bro. Oh, pescatarian. Ah, uh, no, not anymore. This year, That's I've been eating ve- meat. Wait, so when I'm I stop like, for a year. I with my family. I'm vegan. Like, like she's like she's like, fish, fish. You can eat fish. That's right? pescatarian. <laughs> yeah. No, but you can't. Yeah, she's like chicken fingers. You can have that, right? You're vegan. <laughs> chicken. Fingers. So the clothes you're wearing has no like. No, no, animal I'm not heart. vegan. I said, oh, I'm fuck. vegan leaning vegetarian. Like I, I uh. like to eat a lot of vegan, but I'm not like vegan. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not gonna try to talk me into yeah. being a vegan. <laughs> I made myself an egg sandwich with cheese this morning. Like that's you know. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So you didn't get to experiment the food at all in Dallas? I've been to Austin when I was eating meat oh, and so I had barbecue. And yes. Barbecue was my favorite food before. It still is in a way, but like when I went through the South, it was tough. Like all the I smells. Bet. Like, I bet. Man, the smells were getting yeah, me. Biscuits. Austin has amazing food too. Oh my God. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm hungry too. <laughs> I already was hungry and now I'm really Damn. <laughs> How do we went? We went from Boston to like Texas barbecue from Texas. I love it. That's a sign of a good conversation. (laughs) It just goes. Food connects in ways you guys would never think. Absolutely. So, for our listeners that don't know, you know what you do exactly. um, Do you want to kind of elaborate on what that is? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I make beats under the moniker Razen. It's a yeah, I've been doing it for really making beats for like eight plus years at this point. I really got into everything that I still like is my favorite stuff, like Dilla, you know, first was like Pete Rock like 12 years ago. Um, but yeah, I've been putting out music under Doma Doom, um, the operate out here. And um, yeah, I also throw a monthly beat show in the city called Nightworks. Um, so we've, uh, we're going on episode six yes. at the end of the month uh, with E1. And uh, my homie Rayel is a dope um, rapper and singer, and homie Evil Doer, um, Vinyl Villain, and uh, this dude Genova Seven is like dope, like uh, mushroom jazz. But yeah, we had Diviasi on, we had House Shoes, uh, Eloquent, um, we had did one in LA at Delicious Vinyl with Jeremiah J, Modal Soul, and uh, the first one with this Foise. Shout out Foise. Oh, Foise. And Brain Orchestra, Wildflower, oh, the Bros. Yeah, love it. That's, those are my guys. Like when um, when I was out here for that time, Foise actually did his Cali tour. Like when he linked with you guys, yeah. and Brain yeah. actually came out with his girl like for like four days. So all three of us like got in the studio. I actually oh have the gosh. beat that we made. I have the beat. I can play it. Oh. Yes, <laughs> you might just have yeah. to play this. Yeah. This beat you speak yeah. of. I kind of rambled, but like that's what I do. I do beats and shows. That's life. That's my, yeah. That's I, a I great like, life. Yeah. <laughs> There's and, a lot of people in here that kind of do that too. <laughs> I have I have good news as Uh-oh. to share. As of Monday, I'll be uh, the event coordinator for a, a youth music nonprofit in Boston called Zoomix, wow. where I'll be planning all the events year round, youth concerts every week, festivals, it's block incredible. parties. They teach beat making and engineering and um, instruments recording to youth um like inner city youth after school like ages like 13 to 18 and then it's like a sprouts program wow. 13 and under 
So you the plug in Boston, huh? That's what I'm hitting you up when uh, I go to Boston. Yeah, I'm definitely Boston. hitting you up. Definitely collaborating with Boston. Like I'm the plug, but you can hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get involved with that? Job? Um, with that job, um, I had known about it for a while. Just like different friends that are have like performed there or done lectures there, or, like taught you know classes. And I was looking for like a you know a steady job like within music. Um, because as, as most of us know, like beats, especially this type of stuff, and, you know, even just throwing shows, it's like I want to, you know, it's tough to make a living off. So I wanted to do something without, like, compromising that. So I'm looking at all these music jobs in Boston, which is a lot less than there is in L.A. because there's not as much of a music industry there. And I just kind of stumbled upon, like, I knew ZooMix was a place I'd love to work, and I stumbled upon the job. And it was like a rigorous application pro process. Like, I had to, like, answer all these questions. I just had to, you know, get my resume and cover yeah. letter accepted, then like answer four questions, then a phone interview, and then go in and like, mm. I left the interview like on a natural high. Like I knew I loved the people I was being interviewed by and like That's the whole amazing. place was amazing. And yeah, it just kind of happened. Like, okay, that's kind of been the theme lately. Yeah. I don't know, things have been syncing up really beautifully, so. Aligning as such mm -hmm. as they should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so congrats on that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, sure, we'll be seeing great things there in the city too. So, um, what is the music scene out there? It's is like, there yes, there's definitely one, um, and it's 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 in like a really transformative phase right now. Um, we've had like a few rappers kind of like get to an, a higher level, mm -hmm. like Cousin Stiz. You guys have heard of him, yeah. um, and. Uh, it's like kind of spawned like all these different pockets of the hip-hop community like in boston so there's like so many different styles i wouldn't say like boston has like a sound okay. um but there's definitely been a lot more shows popping up and then like with all that happening i was kind of like there's no real there's one beat show called east meets beats that i love and i've played and that's the homies we just did a collab show with them that's this shirt actually nice. but I, there was no show that i saw that was like doing what i wanted to be going to like the big projections you know, we bring like a record store to the show. So it was like vinyl and tapes on deck. Wow. So this Nightwork show is like the community is really like gathering around. People are like, this is what the Boston scene needs right now. And it's been amazing. Like I'm last time I was just like sitting in the corner while Eloquent was playing, like looking at everybody, <laughs> like smiling, having the best time. Like this is like, this is ridiculous. This is exactly wow. what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And it's like a really like inclusive and like, you know, positive space. So. Incredible. Yeah, the scene is awesome. There's, there's there's tons of talent in Boston. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely need to take a trip out there. I need to be m to exposed to more. I guess research more <laughs> like Boston artists and uh, producers in general. So I can put you great. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you come? Uh, did you come into any uh, challenges while trying to make Nightworks work? Yeah. Um, well, so I started off uh, at this clothing a record store in town called mass apparel it's the homies i've just been like working with for years and it's you know it's a relatively small store it probably fits like 150 and we did the first one there with foise and stuff and then i came out to la and did one and then when i was going back we were doing the dibiase show there and like an hour before announcing it i found out like the cops had came to one of their events and they didn't have permits and they couldn't do the show there anymore so I was, and I was literally like just about to like push the button and, and oh say it was there. So within like 24 hours, I just kind of like called some people in the city I knew that do stuff and like stumbled upon this venue that we have now that's like incredible. It's like an art gallery space on the third floor, like overlooking the city, like wow. right downtown. Um, 
and uh just was able to like pull that together and like ended up being like amazing um and we've been doing it there now um so like that was definitely one and then even with that db was coming out in the winter and got his flights to new york canceled so we thought he wasn't gonna i got woke up to a text like oh he's not gonna be able to make it and you know ended up that day flipping it and like coming out two days early and just like kicking it with us for two days and like we ended up having this crazy studio session with everyone on the show for like 15 hours before the night before so just kind of like hiccups you know and like even the last show like the record guy couldn't come the artist i had planned couldn't come Mm -hmm. but it ended up being one of the best episodes so i think like as much as you plan and and, like work ahead of time for stuff like the small things will fall through and you just gotta roll the punches yeah it's meant to come out but i mean yeah you're just supposed to plan for that too but even those can fall through so yeah you just kind of have to go with it sometimes yeah you gotta work with what you have at the moment you know so yeah yeah no i, I definitely know that from experience yeah um but um, definitely i kind of want to backtrack and get into how you kind of got exposed to making music or maybe just like hip-hop in general okay um yeah so it was like 2006 2007 it's like 14 15 years old and there was this store called underground hip-hop in boston and like most people know the website because it's like a distribution thing it's like a website they have like all this crazy they have like a lot of underground hip-hop stuff obviously um but their physical store was in boston so my friend was like yo we're going to the store and we're like trust me just like come with me and ended up like finding pete rock pete instrumentals that day and they had everything there. They had, like, all the graph stuff. They had art. They had clothes. Um, and I heard Pete Rock, Pete Instrumentals, and that just, like, changed it mind. for me. Yeah, yeah like, I guess I got into hip-hop before. Like, I knew, you know, I knew all the ludicrous lyrics and all the 50s. Okay. Like, when I was younger, you know, yeah. this, like, kind of exposed me to the different type of stuff I hadn't heard. So I started DJing. I just got, like, would just go get a bunch of vinyl. I bought some turntables off somebody, and i just, like, spin, and we just freestyle for hours. And... Yeah, like I, I used to freestyle. Yeah, what? yeah. I, you might you might hear some <gasps> some uh, not what? no not no. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. You might hear some like recorded stuff on my next project. Okay, that may be today. Oh, wait, <laughs> Turn his beats up. Like what? Yeah. I I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But uh, yeah, and then like when I was eighteen, like I said, I was playing sports and stuff, and then I ended up tearing my ACL, <gasps> and. Yeah, and I had bought an MPC 500 a week before. So I was like, all right, I'm just putting all my energy in this now. Um, Did you cry when that happened? That sounds painful. I didn't cry. It's actually happened to me twice. I didn't even know that's possible. That can happen twice. On both knees. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it was was a blessing in disguise because I just, like, stopped sports altogether and just put all my energy into music and... You know, that was like 2010. Yeah. And so I just kind of, you know, I was making stuff like pretty reclusively for a while. And mm-hmm. I, for the past like four years, I've been moving, you know, more seriously with That's it. Crazy. So That's yeah. so crazy how you kind of took a little quick detour in life. Yeah. Like how things just kind of redirect you right. to your passion. That's awesome. Right. Did you want to be an athlete when you were younger? I don't know. Not like, well, yeah, when I was younger, if I was like second grade books, you see, oh my like, God. Like, <laughs> I want to be like the quarterback, uh, <laughs> like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> like, that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so, so, That's 
Um, but music's also like been in my family and stuff too. So I was my grandfather owned a jazz club um, in the late sixties, uh, actually late fifties to early seventies in Boston, okay. or out, outside the city on the Turnpike. It's called Landings on the Turnpike. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody from like Dizzy Gillespie, Miles Davis, mm-hmm. Herbie yes. Hancock. Nina Simone, like Astro Jawa Gilberto, like uh, Ahmad Jamal, like, um, and so he would babysit me and always like play music around me and like towards his, like he passed when he was 90, but uh, like, a couple years ago, but at 89, he was still, or 87, he was still booking jazz acts at his old person's like hospice home. Oh my God. So he definitely like imparted some things and my mom was like a violinist and a dancer. And so she like, you know, imparted some creative juices there so wow. like yeah it's incredible it's is your your grandpa's club like the building is it still there no oh, well the original building burnt down wow and then he reopened it in a new location but i guess it was like never the same mm-hmm. and then that like area is still the village green is called it's it's still like there but it's not like the same at all wow. it's changed a lot so there's some history in your yeah. family that's incredible right um, how does your mom feel now about you making music? Well, um, she's she's always been pretty supportive. She's obviously been way more supportive now that like things have been kind of starting to move a bit more. I mean, there's been certain things that like my both my parents have been like, okay, yeah, like we can get behind this. Like you still gotta like bust your ass. And, oh, sorry, is that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. good. We're on. Yeah. We're internet. Right? I mean, yeah. right. <laughs> I can swear. You can stream, yeah. yeah you can curse He's on like, stream. No, it is. I know it's, it's not the first. Yeah, we everyone's <laughs> like, wait, can I cuss? Yeah, um, but yeah. So they've been way more. They've been, you know, really happy for everything that's been happening. So nice. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then when did you kind of did you have like some kind of like confirmation moments where you realized that this is you wanted to go full force with this? Huh. Um, it's hard to say because I, I always just had this like feeling that like I had to do it. Like like I was just like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, I think like I think the like greater confirmation that I could really do it at a higher level like that I wanted to was when I released this with Domo Doom. Um, I always felt like if my music could be heard by the people who I know would like it, it would it would you know be resonate it would get resonated with. But like. I felt like I couldn't, there was like so much unknown about the music industry. Mm-hmm. So when that happened and like when I started getting more shows like outside of Boston and stuff, that was kind of like the confirmation like, all right, I can really, you know, take this seriously and, and move on this. And if I, you know, stay in it long term, like I was like in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah. Do you have like a team of like supporters, like friends who, I don't know, you can like count on as far as being there for you on a personal side and then just like supporting music yeah i mean i didn't know what you were gonna ask at first you said like team like i don't have like oh like a collective like my drake team (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it took 40 people to make this (laughs) detail damn Uh, (laughs) did it uh, no (laughs) um i definitely have like a like really a good uh close community of friends like i wouldn't say group of friends it's kind of like scattered um but yeah yeah definitely i I feel that's like why i wanted to stay in boston and build the foundation there over like a long period of time is because like i have such a strong community of of people there that like support me and show love and like Mm -hmm. and you know are yeah i feel are there for me you know so that's yeah 
And that tape that you're hold that you were holding. Yeah. In, um, you just dropped that last year, right? Yeah, okay. uh, October, so like end of the year. Is that like your first kind of um, work of art that you know you released through Rosen, or were you just really <laughs> singles, or what were you doing? So there's there's two answers here. There's like what the internet knows now, Ooh. or there's the truth. What's the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I released a rap record, actually, like in <laughs> what? all self-produced, wow. like in 2015, and That's it was kind of just like, no, it's not <laughs> anymore. That's why I mean, like the internet, like, um, but uh, yeah, this was like the first real, like real album I feel, um, and it was like years in the process. Like some of the beats were made like in 2011 and 2012. Wow. The majority of it made, was made like in 2015, 2016, but. It's really like a culmination of like everything I went through in those periods of time. Like the whole theme of it, Satori means uh, like sudden awakening in Japanese. It's like a flash of insight. So it was like, I was like really on a crazy sleep schedule, like a lot of creatives and like late at night, I just get like the surge of creative energy and like have to make something. And I'd end up being up till like four in the morning and then like having really weird dreams because I was like having this weird sleep schedule mm -hmm. and I had like a bunch of lucid dreams yeah which would like then influence back into the music so the whole uh, concept of the album is kind of playing with like reality and dreams and yeah. So I'm just learning about lucid dreams so lucid dreams is something that you kind of control as you're dreaming I, I wouldn't say it's as much control as it is like you gain consciousness in the dream like you were like awake in the dream you're, you How realize you do that honestly so there's there's a bunch of ways and you can look it up and there's like i, I, like, tried, I have a yeah. book there's there's things they tell you to do like you know write down something on your hand that you see when you're awake and then when you're dreaming if you look it's not there but honestly i've never done any of that i've written down some dreams that helps yeah. it's kind of just happened to me yeah like and it ha it's not like it's like every night it's happened you know like a significant amount of times where it'll just like it'll happen i'll wake up and i'll be like yeah i was in the That's dream crazy. i mean I, c I can like recall something like pretty weird like <laughs> yeah someone but. mentioned that to me because i was talking about how like i've had dreams where they actually end up happening in real life so but that's like kind of like similar to a premonition yeah. but someone was like well you should look into lucid dreams and i'm like what's that and i was like what i was like woke <laughs> i've had that happen before too where it's like wait i have deja vu but this hasn't happened yeah before. That's crazy. I, yeah. I don't know. Something I have to look into. Do you know anything about lucid dreams, Liz? Yes, I made myself walk through a wall. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. See, like you can be, you can be like, X Men in your dreams. Like I flew. You like, walk like, through. You walk wall? through walls. I, I flew too. <laughs> I told, like, I knew I was dreaming, so I said I'm gonna walk through that wall. And then the other time, I wanted to fly, so I did. Oh, that's so probably cool. Probably some of the dopest experiences. My life. Next time, be like, I want my girl Callie in the stream, yeah. <laughs> and then I could just join you somehow. It'll just call you. Yeah, you know, can you do that? Uh, <laughs> one day. But yeah, this wild. You should watch yeah. the movie Waking Life. I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's so that's, yeah, that's sampled good. all throughout this. Um, yeah. I'm gonna IMDb it right now as you folks I've, talk. That's like <laughs> I sampled it all through this album, and it was like one of the inspirations for it. But it's um, waking what? Waking life. Waking life. Have you ever heard of Dazed and Confused? Yeah, yeah. obviously. Okay. Bro. Okay, so it's the same. Bro. Bro. That's an insult. So all right, well, yeah, we're waking <laughs> life. So, <laughs> True. <laughs> so Touche. It's, it's the same director and same main character. <laughs> he made it after, and it's like that kid. It's him, like a little older. But they filmed the whole thing, 
like in real life and then they animated over it yeah so it's like ethan yeah. hawk yeah. all right there's shout out to ethan hawk if you're listening a lot of stars <laughs> in animation form but basically this kid going through dreams and he has like, all these crazy conversations with different people about That's like everything so cool. science philosophy life death and he never knows if he's awake or dreaming and he's kind of just like floating off from scene to scene and having these conversations. And that's like, that's the movie. That is super. Yeah, this came yeah. out like almost 20 years ago. Yeah. It says a man shuffles through a dream, meeting various people and discussing the meaning of purpose of universe. Yeah, I know. No, that was his interpretation, oh. which that I like, enjoyed like, more. Yeah. See, if I would have read that, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But the way he described yeah. it, I'm saying that was a syn- I gave a synopsis. Yeah. Oh, was, like, look <laughs> at you. Fancy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I added it to my watch list. Thank you very much. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great movie, though. Nice. Definitely thought-provoking. Ooh, yeah. Are we gonna hear that in your uh, set later? Or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I can I can play some of the stuff that that samples it. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I don't know what to play. Like I have a lot of stuff on here. I have new <laughs> stuff that's not on, released. Does this get archived after? Yes. <laughs> yes it does. <laughs> it does. Okay. I mean, not by much, really. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, dro- I'll drop that Foise Brain Razend exclusive. Ooh, oh, so, yes. Yeah. Let's, Let's get and to I'll it. And I'll play stuff from the album. Yeah, so. yeah. um, would you say your your sound has a specific color? A color? Yeah. Yeah, like purple. Like, <laughs> like, like, Oh wow! There you go. Yeah. Ooh, that's a nice yeah. purple. Yeah. That's that Laker yeah. purple, though. Because it's like, yeah, it is, that is Laker purple. Yeah. yeah, I just had to, you know, throw that yeah, out okay. there. You, you being from Boston and all, <laughs> Lakers. Don't know, my God, me, Liz. You need to be rooting with me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no <laughs> silence. Yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of like, because um, it's like kind of like a nighttime color for sure. But it's also bright. Mm-hmm. In this weird way, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think last time Foise, when Foise came through, we were talking about, well, because I mentioned that producers um, see with their ears, and he kind of told me that there's actually uh, yeah, synesthesia. Yeah, there you synesthesia. Go. Yeah. yeah. So, so my friend back home who does the visuals for Nightworks yeah. is the creative director for TEDx in Boston, in Cambridge, and uh, he like got us, you know. He, brought us there for the talk they just had and one of the guys talking had synesthesia and he's it's crazy he's like and i mean that in like a cool crazy way because it's like obviously he's he's in the medical world and people have been like you know that sounds nuts what you're saying but he'll like um he can feel what he sees so he had like the whole crowd like go like this and he can feel it yeah because he's seeing it. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like sonar in a sense, but it's like, because the way it works, you see colors, even if yeah, your eyes yeah. are closed, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's like sensory. Your senses, yeah, they're like, uh, transmitters get crossed. Yeah. Mm. So, they go to different places, yeah. but, yeah. That's amazing. Funny enough to tie it back to, you asked me, like, when I started, Pete Rock, take the D train, like, I was like, I was really stoned and I had my eyes closed and I like <laughs> I just saw like that beat like I just could see like all the sounds in it I, yeah. I can't even describe it really it was like colorful though but it's like that was yeah Damn, anyways that was my little synesthesia moment ooh synesthesia um, <laughs> moment I'm gonna ask that now yeah. it comes through <laughs> what was your synesthesia <laughs> what <laughs> what is that <laughs> Um, and then where do you, or where do you hope to, I guess, take your sound? 
Um, take my sound. I, I, I want my sound to take me. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I like, like your style. Yeah. I, I think the music, like, like I, I really, like, try not to overthink it. Mm. So, uh, I mean, I, I was just with the homie before here making a house a house beat, which I never Dope. do. Wow. But it's, it was fun. Uh, this, ne- this next record sounds a little less spacey than this one because mm-hmm. like this whole record is like me experimenting and floating off and being like you know in this kind of like otherworldly stuff and then since then I've really become like a lot more grounded like in working on my stuff like in the physical like trying to like work like real life mm-hmm. you know and like so this this next album is much more like bringing all that stuff and like to the ground level Ooh. with people with the world yeah that's, that's important yeah. too it's really cool i like that yeah. you can be a, a vessel of that you know right because that's amazing um do you have a title for it yet no oh okay yeah so it's just and if i did i wouldn't reveal it yet oh. <laughs> so i, I may that is my straight <laughs> up like, no. straight up half done no it's yeah it it's works. a lot of the music's pretty much all the music's done like i don't i'm okay. still kind of like I'm in the mixing mastering phase, but I'm also like tinkering with like which tracks are gonna be on it and stuff in the track list. And it's weird, like I had the name for this one like but way before I was done with it. But this mm-hmm. this one feels a little different, so I'm gonna let it name itself like after it's mm-hmm. done. Nice. Do you have any advice for producers that are maybe stuck in what they're working in right now and feeling like it's not good enough? Yeah, well, I'll only take two parts. Like, stuck, just do something you never do, okay. like, process-wise. Like, I'll just, like, if sometimes I have, like, beat block, I'll just, like, start trying to make a beat a way that I never do. Okay. And then it'll, like, end up being, like, interesting because it's just, like, a total different approach. Yeah. Um, and then not good enough. Uh, I mean, that's subjective. Like, I think, I think, like, if your music's, like, hitting you, that's all that matters like all i know is like my beats from like five six years ago i listen to them now and i'm like okay those drums are trash but (laughs) but when i was listening to them back then it was like you know making me feel like an abundance of like inspiration and love and stuff so if that's how you feel about your stuff who cares what anyone else thinks about it yeah i mean you know obviously if you're gonna start releasing things and try to like go out into the world and you just you know like you can't really overthink that stuff like think um I think, but I think that being said, you should always try to improve your craft, study the craft, and study like people who did it before, and like, you know, learn the ins and outs. So, nice. yeah. And how, when did you learn to find um, the worth in your own sound, or I guess yourself in general? I'm still finding it. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you feel about um, as far as you know charging for beats for people to get them? Yo. I've never sold a beat, period. Really? Yeah. Like, I like I don't... I had a few times when, like, rappers were trying to buy beats, and they just, like, kind of were like, yeah, I want these two, and, like, cool, and I kind of ghosted. And so I just don't even put it out there like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Do people reach out to you? Yeah. I've, yeah. Like, I've had, recently? Yeah. But I also don't... Like, I don't... I don't know. Some part of me thinks... I mean, it's obviously not, like, the smartest business move, but <laughs> but, like... I kind of like being in the studio with somebody and like hooking okay. up with them and like I like working on like whole projects with somebody like I'm working on a project with a rapper in Boston who's he's the host and Nightworks also um I, I don't like sending beats over email though I've done it like here and there mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't know something about it doesn't seem like that's 
I'm not like a workhorse workhorse producer that's gonna send you like you know 25 beats to skim through. Mm-hmm. I'm really like organic in energy. Super and organic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like that. I'm all natural. Like, but I'm I'm trying to um, like focus on myself as an artist and also like collaborate with people who I really feel like connected to. Mm-hmm. So that's tight. Yeah. Um, what can we expect from you for the rest of this year? A new record. For sure. Hey. On Doma Doom, definitely. Nice. Um, like, like, fall, sh- probably again. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can expect Nightworks every month in Boston. I know yes. you guys are out here, but you can peep the recap videos <laughs> and, and live vicariously that You said way. fall again? Did I? Oh, 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 I dropped this in fall. Is there a specific meaning why you like to drop it around fall? Is that around your birthday or no, celebration? No, January. Oh, yeah. What day? Oh, Lord. Here we go. 20th. I know. <laughs> 20th. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Aquarius. I'm a cusp, though. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, We're both like a... I thought I was Aquarius my whole life. Mean? And then all of a sudden, I got a bunch of things that said Capricorn. And it was like... I see you <laughs> like more towards like, a Capricorn <laughs> more than Aquarius. Yeah. I think I've become more, too. Yeah. Uh, like that. I think... Well, yeah. they say Capricorns are grounded. Yeah. Aquariuses are more, like, all over the place. Right. In yeah. a good way? It can. It can be pros and cons. I Maybe feel like Aquarius, Aquarius is like in here. <laughs> See, that's a good thing because we're, you know, why we're doing business. <laughs> this yeah. is like, <laughs> just kidding. <Shade>. I'm just <laughs> kidding. He's technically an Aquarius, yeah. so that's no. False. It's true. It's like I, I can be like social. That's Aquarius, but I also can be like aloof, and like you know, and like, but the, everything is like two sides of the coin. Like Capricorn, I'm like hardworking, but I can mm-hmm. also be hard on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's Capricorn over there. Capricorn, Capricorn love. (laughs) Capricorns are the shit, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, my mom's a Capricorn. My brother's a Capricorn. Those are like, they're my rocks. So she's all like, yeah. I tell, I know. I tell my mom, I'm like, my producer is a Capricorn. She's like, oh, good people. Like that's all she needs to know. Have you guys heard Foise's edit of that song? I think I heard it once. It's so weird. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah. Because he showed it, he dropped it on his new stuff, too. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, I didn't hear it after that. <laughs> man, it's <Amazing. was> so <laughs> good. <laughs> he has a lot of dope man. flips. Yeah. Like, I was telling him, it's like, he's really, he blended the new school with, like, the old school, like, really right. well. Like, it just balances perfectly to Definitely. the point where everybody's like, well, what is this? But it's like, sure. just nice. both styles, pretty much. Definitely. Yeah. He's dope. He's dope. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. um, we're going to transition into your beat set that you're going to bless. Yes. Um, but I guess before we do that, um, we're going to ask you the two questions that we ask every artist that comes through. Yeah, I heard this early. Oh, the music baby. <laughs> I only heard the first one. Yeah. The music baby. Yeah. Okay. Should we, I, sh- I think so. we should mix up the questions since he heard them. No, wait. Can I answer it? Uh, yeah, I just kidding. I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> music baby. Liz was like, really? Oh, yeah. I needed the time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Now these better be good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead. No, it's like it's like it's like I gotta still ask the question, Liz. I feel it. Yeah, ask for the listeners out there. (laughs) All right, so if you could throw in artists into a studio to make a music baby, um, either a song or an album, who would you put in the studio? Um, As many artists as you want, dead or alive. Okay, so I had like a whole bunch of different combos happen, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
And I kind of like narrowed down. I was like, all right, I found a foundation okay. first. So the best at doing collaboration projects, in my opinion, is Danger Mouse. Okay. Like, okay. Niles Barkley is like the Odd Couple albums, like one of my favorites. Like, the stuff he did uh, with Doom and the guy uh, from The Shins, like Broken Bell. So Danger Mouse is in there running the boards. Okay. You guys know Ganja Sufi? No. I don't. So he's an LA based, or actually he's from San Diego originally, but uh, he's brain feeder. Yeah. Shout out to Alexi in the house. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> he's like super psychedelic, like spiritual. Like he's he's really a Sufi. Oh, um, he's one of my favorite artists. Name again, Oprah? Ganja Sufi. Ganja Sufi. And him remember and that list. He's just like really grimy, kind of like really eclectic sound. Um, but he also used to rap, so there's a lot of hip hop in there. Um, so like him and Danger Mouse, I think would be really dope. And then I'm just gonna like throw Kendrick in there. Damn. Because Kendrick's so experimental with his stuff already and drops mm -hmm. and the beat scenes type stuff. So he'd be crazy in there. Um, and then yeah, like I'm guessing because Danger Mouse is there and they're doing the collab stuff, like CeeLo kind of pops in for a couple Ooh, features. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, CeeLo and Kendrick. That's it. They have, <laughs> they, they have they some have stuff. Yeah, on the um, Untitled on Master. Untitled on Master, yeah. the last one at least. Uh, so good. Is he featured anywhere else on that project, or is it just the Blue Faces? It's just the oh, he's on that, and then he's on the Untitled on Masters. The um, there's a sign. Well, it's Untitled, but yeah. <laughs> somebody had like somebody titled them, so like. Oh really? Yeah, the, I know that the one with CeeLo is called Blue Faces. This is what can they, they do okay. that? Can no, they, they can, but oh. it's just easier to like find it which one did you like from the project you can just say the title oh, number does, I <laughs> does anybody else know these names though or is it just you i, <laughs> I did hear that because there's something in the course that says that right yeah, yeah. walking around with these yeah. blue faces yeah. Yeah. he's talking about money like nice hundred dollar bills yeah. stuff like that but yeah it's a really funky yeah i like that Kendrick, I'm kind of mad I didn't Kendrick's incorporate yeah. Anderson Pack somehow in somewhere. Just you can, you still can. I still, I still can. With oh wait, you just got the call. So you just got the email. It's so many voices <laughs> in there though. It's like coming through. Thing. Throw yeah. it in there. Throw I don't want. Yeah. Okay. We'll you throw, throw it in, in there. Yeah. Anderson Pack is so yeah. lit. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. Uh, that's a good one. Nice. Blend right there. Yeah. All right, and the second question: If someone has never heard your music. Which track would you introduce yourself with, and what is the perfect place where they hear this song? Um, I'm gonna go with like the first the first track off my project called Lunar Eclipse. Okay. Um, and they listen to it by themselves mm -hmm. in the dark at, at night before they go to bed. Um, <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. Well, let's get into this. Oh, social medias. Mr. Social oh, media. social medias. Yeah, catch me at Razen, um, R A H underscore Zen, on Instagram and one extra underscore on Twitter because there's a dragon bot with one follower that has. And also follow uh, my monthly beat show in Boston called Nightworks. Yes. It's at Nightworks Show. That's everywhere. Yay! Shout out Nightworks. Boston. Yeah. Let's get, Let's get into this. Wait, how did he come in though? It's me, Rosen. <laughs> now you had to say, I'm out. It's me, I'm out. Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> 
did what I said I would Kept it so fly So what's the word guy? Miles tie up Even shit through a bird's eye Function like a turbine Not my first time Been through the gauntlet Came back spitting dirty Dream about the future Make it true in the morning So what's it worth To wipe off the dirt And bless the earth With the light you had since birth The only purpose so real To make you nervous Catch the cold and keep it burning Deep within the sacred furnace The world turning Strong keep churning Nothing's ever certain But we on till the curtains My only mission to deliver the vibe The transmission always coming in right So we shine in the night Music migrant Mind on silent Time I abide it Style don't bite it Skill so mighty Feel then write it Heard and sighted Heal don't fight it The truth always set me so free So I be just a fool And I believe Mental go dummy on the instruments Explode, watch it settle, find solace in my sentiments The mode switch to other sea signs in the betterment My soul so smothered in the spice of the chosen land Tension filled world, best adapt in the environment Evil eye watch, but I'm protected when they spying shit Keep it on lock, paint my life with the brightest pin The beat, bake it up, take your spirit to the height of it Follow us down the path while we finding it Walk till your feet fall off and your mind is dead The dark only eats you up if you're scared of it The spark luminescent, elevate, ride the chariot I meditate till I'm fully incandescent Then levitate to the space way within my center We generate the vision, then perspectives get rendered The moment so heaven get enchanted in the splendor Ain't nobody do